control, we have landed on the planet. It's been a long time, we should have never, never granted. But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel. Part two will rock you, the voice of the people. We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it. The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes. Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary. Got to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me. I love this. Yeah. Now that's official. Yeah. That's, this this makes the hair on my arms stand up. Right that, that's a, that's like an official. This is a real ass broadcast now. We're, we're doing, we're <laughs> is doing, that what it is? Yeah, we're doing things for real. I wasn't this sure. Is it. Yeah. No. Now it's official. Well, we are back. Yeah, we're back. The planet is back. The planet is back. Uh, I am DJ Platypus. I'm here with uh, Josh Fiore. Hey, everybody. And uh, we uh, do. We are Bobby Mackless today. We're Mackless. We've been Maryless, and now we're Bobby Mackless. But we do have a special guest in the chair today, in the Bobby Mack chair. We could not find a better guest than who we have today. Uh, one of our affiliation podcasts, one of my closest friends in life, and one of the best DJs in the country, uh, Ga- Richard Gonzo Soligny, is yeah. in the house. Wait, 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 thank you for having me. I also have big tits, blue eyes, and I'm loud, so I'm kind of a cross between <laughs> yes. both of you. Like every Cuban entertainer in all of our clubs? See, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Gonzo, thank you for uh, stepping in for Bobby Mack. Those are big shoes to fill. Of course, you would know that, right? Well, I, I have size 14. He's I got a big I can always have bigger shoes I can hang. Bobby. He's got a big voice also, as Bobby does as yeah. well. So we thought it would be cool. We couldn't have Bobby here. He's actually uh, hosting the EDI. Uh, was it West or East? Uh, it's uh, East because it's in Memphis, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a geography major. Whatever. Right? He's at the EDIs <laughs> this week, and he's hosting. So he couldn't make it today. So uh, Gonzo's filling in. We appreciate. It. So Gonzo, tell us a little bit about you for the listeners who might not know who you are. Which I don't know who wouldn't. But you're in Pompano. You work at? Uh, yeah, I uh, I work at Diamond Dolls in Pompano Beach. Uh, which is my little slice of heaven. Yeah, um, love that club. Yeah, and, and living proof that it's all you know, just put a, a bunch of hot girls in a in an easy to access location. Mm-hmm. Put some bright lights, so everybody knows you're open, and the magic happens. Yeah, you know, you take care of your people. You take you 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 show a, just a little bit of hospitality because I mean, as you well know, and you well know when the when the club gets absolutely jammed and slammed, yeah. you can't go around and shake everybody's hand. You can't no. go around and kiss everybody's ass. Okay. But it's those times when you're not jammed and slammed and you're taking care of everybody and you're, and you're making sure everybody's happy and they feel at home and they feel, you know, wanted and welcomed. Yeah. And they keep coming back. It's a very simple place. You know, yeah. everything's laid out very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't try to overdo it. The music's great. The vibe's good. The girls are beautiful. There's a ton of them. And how long have you been there now? This tour of duty, I've done three tour, tours of duty. Right. Um, this tour of duty, I'm going on 10 years. That's awesome. Yeah. When you have that, that one DJ at the club that really sets the tone and the and like the brand for the place as a personality and as their music choices and like that, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's really an important uh, position. And when you don't have that person in place anymore... 
the club can't suffer from that because, you know. Oh, for real. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like Diamond Dolls anymore. Right. It's something else now, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's and it's a great and I feel spot. You're that, you're that for Tootsies, and I feel like I, I was at it at my previous club. I'm still kind of new at my new club. but And you're lucky, too, because yeah. Gonzo, little fun fact. Yeah. Gonzo is your boss's favorite DJ, and he's my best friend. And yeah. Gonzo's his favorite DJ. <laughs> yeah. Like every yeah. time uh, Mike Bianco talks about you, it's, he came to see me at work Wednesday. I'm sure he did. Like yeah. he yeah, talks he about him like he's a freaking messiah. Yeah, like I, it's unbelievable. I've heard man. a lot of great things about that club. I got to check it out. I mean, but, it had nothing to do with the fact that I had seventy nines and tens. No, he no the no. He actually <laughs> singles you out, Gonzo. He'll actually yeah. tell me like, "Well, Gonzo's the best out of all of you." He'll always say that to me yeah. and, I, and, and i don't take it personal because i mean we're all this market is fantastic for djs and, yeah, and i don't have an ego about it either because let me tell right. you what i go to another club and i hear a guy or a girl okay mm -hmm. going out to vegas where i've seen many female djs right. i hear i hear somebody cutting it up in the in, in the booth and the music is tight the promo is tight the girl call is tight yeah the girl switch is tight you can hear when you hear oh i gotta skip a girl i gotta do this, I gotta it's, do that. Yeah. it's funny because we're so competitive we're you know all of us are very competitive natured but we love each other like there's very few djs like you saw the pandemonium was in miami uh this past month and um it was the best part of that for me was having guys like gonzo and the local guys come over to the club and kind of break bread with the out-of-town djs and then to see the rapport that we all have, you know, like, I don't think they realize how much respect is in this market. You know, yeah. like you came from Rhode Island. It was a little different out there, right? Oh, yeah. Totally different. It's, little? It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a whole different world, yeah. honestly. But coming in from out of state, I had a slight advantage because I already knew you guys for many years. So right, right. it was a little bit different for me. But for some of these guys coming in for the first time, yeah, it's probably intimidating because you look at, you know, these, these Miami guys as yeah. like the top most successful guys in our business. Right. Yeah. And speaking of Panda, we got a lot to hit on today's show. So um, we're going to talk about Pandemonium invading uh, Tootsies and Scarlets here in Miami. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of EDIs. Uh, you know, we're going to uh, talk about the pre-nominations that are out for ED publications. And uh, the final noms are a couple weeks out. So I want to get your opinions on that. Plus, we're interviewing Annie Lane. And uh, what's your story this week? Is, Bobby uh, Mac edition. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Josh. How perfect is it? He's got. We got two. Of, he can't make it here today, right? Not, so Gonzo's yeah. filling in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and Gonzo and I were literally co-best men at a wedding, which was very awkward and weird. I thought you should have just been the best man, and I should have just sat out. No, no, you should have been the best. No, 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 no. <laughs> you should have. I really felt like I, I felt awkward, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that because I think we're gonna get Bobby Mac himself on the line. We'll get him on the phone. Yeah, we gotta get him on the phone. Because if we're gonna rip him a new asshole and tell stories, yeah, he's, he's gotta, gotta be. I want to hear his reaction yes. but um we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna uh let our friends of the planet uh have commercial time and you guys get to know about some of the great clubs that are out there in this industry and uh we'll be right back with uh annie lane yeah playmates is miami's best kept secret great food and top level entertainment playmates features events and a great menu check out playmatesclub.com for all your entertainment needs this club is known for great customer service not to mention it's a non-stop party the staff is friendly the club is beautiful and there's never a shortage of hot entertainers playmatesclub.com the party is on holy shit if you are in the miami area you must check out tootsie's cabaret 
Tootsie's is a 90,000 square foot mega club with over 100 entertainers nightly. Tootsie's is the best party in Miami seven days a week. Check out TootsiesCabaret.com for any and all upcoming events in the future. From our award-winning wings to our sports bar, there is always something good going on at Tootsie's. Tootsie's is a proud title sponsor for Planet Platypus. TootsiesCabaret.com. The time is now. If you're in the Baltimore area, there's no better place to be than the Baltimore Hustler Club. This club is operated on the highest level. Every detail is never overlooked. Beautiful entertainers just down the street from major sports stadiums. BaltimoreHustlerClub.com has all the information you're looking for. You can follow them on social media. For Instagram, follow at BeMoreHustlerClub. For Twitter, at HustlerClubs. And for Facebook, at HustlerMD. Or find them all at BaltimoreHustlerClub.com. Fun is just a click away. And we're back. Planet Platypus is back. Josh, I gotta. I want to say something to you. <laughs> Please do. The music you did in our intro and the the rapping that you do over our intro is right. unfreaking believable. Oh, thank you, man. And I really think that we should give you a weekly project. Like we, like Gonzo, help me out here. I think we should give him like a topic, and then the following week's show, you should come ready and equipped with a. What, now rappers are doing like minute and a half, two minute songs, right? right. Yeah. So they're lazy as shit. Yeah. Lazy so, as shit. So now maybe yeah. you should do one of those versions yeah. every week and then just bring your talent to the yeah. show in Dude, some capacity. Challenge accepted. I'm doing this anyways in my mind, so this is nothing for me. Now I'm, I want to give props out to somebody else too, Josh, because Brev's, <laughs> Brev Sullivan is a very good friend of mine who nobody knows. And Brev used to be a DJ at Tootsie's way back in the day. And uh, his father was a famous jazz musician. And Brev is an exceptional musician in every way. He plays, he's like Prince. He plays like 40 instruments or something like that. Super talented. Very talented guy. So he actually developed all of the music for the show, the the theme song that you heard, uh, that we heard. And then all of the stuff in the breaks, the commercials that we're going to have the music under him. So I wanted to give some props to him. And um, yeah, you said you were going for that rage against the machine kind of aggressive yeah. hard rock, and that's he delivered, man. That sounds yeah. like a rage song. I tried to channel my inner uh, Zach De La Rocha as best as I could to, to unleash on it, that it song. It worked out perfect, and, and yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. I, I'd like to do more stuff for them, definitely. And and all the little beds he did for the show, everything came out so superb. So Gonzo came out to the Pandemonium at Tootsie's last month, but you missed out on the Monroe's feature tournament. Yes, I, I missed out on that because uh, I was out busy out doing networking for my own podcast. Thank you. Wow. The Gonzo Radio Network, by the way. Shameless YouTube. plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. But I, I was out networking. I was hanging okay, I was hanging around a bunch of stand-up comics. But I, I really wanted to go because I was yeah. there Monday night and I'm listening to the guys cut on the mic and I'm like, I want to go cut on the mic. But and as you well know, every time that I do anything on a microphone in South Florida that's not in my club, for some strange reason, I hear about it the next night when I get to work. So yeah. I I heard you were on this on stage at the Manor doing the uh, doing the EDI uh, the feature contest. It's like yes, I was a judge. They asked me if I could get on the mic for a minute. They waved the mic at me. What am I? I'm an attention whore. I'm well, this was the first time I actually got asked to be a judge for something. Usually, I'm working behind the scenes or running the events. This time, I actually got asked. I was honored. And I'm like, yeah, 
Frick yeah, I'm going to be a judge. I'll come down. And I did you know? not want to be in your shoes, man, because everybody Six put it down. amazing yeah. entertainers. And you know who we have on the phone right now? One of them. <laughs> not just one of them, the runner-up. And the crowd favorite. And the crowd favorite. And a fellow Rhode Islander. A fellow Rhode Islander for Josh. Yeah. And you didn't make her the winner? What is wrong with I you? I tried so hard. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Annie, Annie Lane. Lane. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Annie. Are you, I heard you're putting your eyelashes on right now. Did we catch you at a bad time? No, you didn't. I'm, I'm actually done. You caught me at a perfect time. Oh, good, good. Well, congratulations on being runner-up. Thank you. I was wicked excited. I was actually surprised. There were a lot of talented girls there. Like all the shows, they were wicked awesome. Yeah, I thought that, that everybody brought something different. I thought everybody was uh, very polished, very professional. Um, and now you're at the EDIs this week. So you went from one tournament to basically another, really. And this one's for all the marbles. What do you got in store for the crowds uh, in Memphis at the Pony Club? Um, I'm actually going to do one of my favorite shows. I'm going to do my 50 roller skate and I'm, I'm excited. I, um, I kind of made new props for it today. I also, um, I put new lights on my Lyra, so I'm going to shine. Very cool. Very, very cool. So yeah, she's one of these girls that puts a lot of extra effort into the show. That's one of the yeah. things about these showgirls that, that blows me away is just the amount of time and effort they put into their costumes, into their props. And uh, just into this show. And you know what blows my mind? And Gonzo, I want you to weigh in on this too. Um, The way club owners see, like you you hit it on the head. Those showgirls put in time, money, effort, and they put on a hell of a show. But then there's a, and I'm not knocking the porn community, but let's put a disclaimer (laughs) out there. Why do you look at me when you say porn community? What the hell? (laughs) Your name is Gonzo. So so anyway, I don't want to say it in a wrong way, but. A porn star who can have half of the show that the showgirls do can dictate a higher price point just based on the fact that they have right. eight the to ten billion and, yeah. followers on their social yeah. media. And these showgirls work hard. I mean, this girl, hard. this girl Annie's got her hands are torn apart. She's they beat the shit out of their yes. bodies practicing these routines and these pole tricks and and, 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 and uh, aerial things. Yeah, and, yeah. It's it, it's really a high risk uh, career when you think about it. I mean, it's it, they're doing legitimate stunts out there. Well, let me I mean, let me interject for a second. Did, uh, Annie, did you say you're doing a roller skating bit? <laughs> Yes, I'm actually going to roller skate, and it was actually really cool. So for Monroe's, I actually designed a new show for Monroe's. I created, uh, my devil show was originally a rock show, and I created a devil EDM show just for Monroe's that I did on Saturday, and it was a lot of fun. I actually did fire on roller skates. That's amazing. Oh, well, uh, as somebody who has roller skated in the nude before, that's not very easy. Wait, it's wait, very wait, wait. risky. You roller skated in the nude before, Gonzo? Yes, I was on roller skates. Hollywood Beach. In... <laughs> no. Uh, I, I, it I, was I, last night at Diamond Dolls. I, I spared the I general public. I was auditioning public. a DJ. I spared the general public. I, I Listen, I do weird shit to make my girlfriends laugh, and my girlfriend at the time was like, you used to roller skate? I said, yeah, and I still got my roller skates too. And so I went in, and I took all my clothes off, and I put my roller skates on, and I came out. And I said, hey, got me laid. But did you Nailed do it, it while on fire? No. <laughs> okay, well. Would you experiment with fire on your roller skates? No. Or no. around your roller skates? I can for tell that you that I fell on my ass on marble tile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounded like somebody trying to spike a brisket. Just, just, just a, 
just meaty slap. Right. And that 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 point of friction on your ass, because you don't necessarily fall straight flat. No. You're going forward a little bit. And, and, in all and, fairness, you're not the smallest of people. No. Like Annie Lane is. Annie Lane is, <laughs> Tiny. is she's fun size. Let's be real. She's yeah, fun size. Perfect, perfect you're kind of king size. Yes. And <laughs> fun fun size like most of my ex-girlfriends, actually. Yes. Annie, on that note, have you what's the biggest guy that you've ever been <laughs> intimately uh with in your life? Uh romantically involved with let's say what's because you're tiny how tall are you yeah, annie i am tiny um i'm i'm five feet like just by like i'm not gonna i almost swore just like i'm like right there yeah. um the tallest guy i've ever been with um he was six feet six feet six feet yeah, yeah. see that those are rookies compared to us to try six feet five inches 385 <laughs> pounds of thunder and lightning. oh you'll break that poor girl now. tower power too sweet to be sour <laughs> I'm yeah. very bendy. I think I could take it. You are very bendy. That is true. I've seen your <laughs> That's shows. That's very, very useful. <laughs> okay, let's get back to it. So, Annie, you're, are you in Memphis yet, or are you traveling today or tomorrow? No, um, I usually fly everywhere. I, um, I'm i from Rhode Island. My whole state's an hour. I, I don't drive anywhere. I leave at 5.30 in the morning, and I'll be at Memphis at 9.30 in the morning. Now, you... you um. You saw who who won the uh, EDI the other EDIs so far. We've we've already got one winner, right? It was Justice. That's right, Justice. So Justice won the the other EDIs, and now you're yeah. up against again, just like in the Monroe's tournament. You're up against <laughs> some stiff competition again, um, and these girls are going to be bringing it. Is there yeah, nerves? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Do you feel like at this stage in your career? You're ready because I feel like you're at that point where you got to turn a corner now. I think it's like you're not the newcomer anymore. Everybody knows who you are. You've you've done some really impressive shows and you've you've shown a skill level. I think it's time now to get over that hump, and that's kind of where you're at. Would you agree with that? Um, yes and no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best show I can do, but at the end of the day, win or lose, I feel like every girl is talented and if, if I lose, I lose. Like when I lost to Natasha, I can't be mad at that. Her show was so badass. Like I'm like, Okay, yeah, that was Natasha. That's why like she's the best of the best. So No, I get it, I but if, if if Gonzo and I were having an ice cream eating contest <laughs> I'd kick your ass. And and Gonzo was beating me even though Gonzo should win, he's the better eater out of the two of us. I would be freaking pissed. No, I, you know what? I'm going to compare I'm so it to this. I'm so competitive. Uh, in the past, when we were all um, you know, nominated for DJ of the Year, let's say, the, uh, the ED Publications yeah, yeah, DJ okay. of the Year. Right, right. Um, it, it's the same type of thing where there's just that mutual respect with the other nominees to where you're yeah, not. Yeah, screw that bullshit. That's PC <laughs> right there because I know for a fact in the back of that ego, you're dusting off that little area that goes, you know what? I should fucking win that award. <laughs> that, that Tell me that does not was, go through your head. Um, um, dude, yeah, I'm Gonzo, a- I'm the best. <laughs> See, now I, I, Annie, I feel, like, I feel like once you initially lose, and then you have like that one moment, and then you're like, okay, it's okay. Because honestly, I don't know if you remember what I won club favorite last year. I was surprised because I don't really win a lot of things. So when I win it, it's kind of surprising to me. But but isn't that why you're traveling <laughs> across the country and going to all these different clubs? No, I, to- I know. I, I'm like a bad performer, but I'm just I'm just saying like I'm good. But if but if but if I win, I feel like or if I lose, I feel like it just 
doesn't really make me better or worse. I feel like, you know, I'm still going to do the best show I can do. And if, and if someone does better than me, then it's okay. Now, if you win these competitions, how does that affect your, uh, do you get more bookings or anything like, how does it affect your career in that way? Or is it just more so just to have the, the title? Um, I, I, I guess it just depends on where you are. So like for newcomers, if you win newcomer of the year, it's huge because if you are not well known, everyone will know who you are. So that sort of opens the door yeah. for It's you. also a fast track to yeah. the EDIs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, so Annie, let me ask you this. Um, the Monroe's thing was great. And, and I agree. Natasha was, her show was very good. You know, it really yeah, was. was I had you guys yeah, one and two. Awesome. I'm, I'll be honest. I was judging it. And I, I think I was the most fair judge there because I was super overcritical of things. And there yeah. were three categories we were judging on. One of them was the crowd response. That was one of the categories. So I'm like hawking the crowd. I'm looking for people that are whistling. I'm looking for people that are clapping. I'm looking for people that are interacting, even engaging with, yeah. with eye contact. I was looking for all that stuff. Annie had by far, I thought, the biggest crowd response to some of the things she was doing. Great response. Natasha may have had the better overall show. I literally had them one and two by a point, literally by one point separating them. Um, And then I I thought the other girls were all very good, but every girl had one category that was really high for me. Like they would have an eight or a nine out of ten. Yeah. And then the other two categories would be like a five or a six because I'm Simon Cowell and I'm picking shit apart. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> creativity with your outfit. I'm like, you better come out with something. You know, like uh, you did the Latin show on Sunday night, right, Annie? Oh, the Cuban yeah. beat intro. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was fun. That was part of the description and the judging. She obviously paid attention where some of the other girls did not yeah. because she's she comes out in this whole Latin thing. And the whole show went with that theme. Her outfit went with the music. Her moves went. I mean, everything just kind of like coordinated the right way. And that was part of the judging. Where other girls, you know, one girl actually did Game of Thrones and stayed within that theme. And then there was other girls that did different things. And I'm like, you're getting a five. Yeah. That, um, I, that was it. I think, I think it was Justice came out with like that guar looking head. Like the, yeah, I don't that, know what that was. That was kind of cool. It, it was, was cool. Yeah, she's in the cage. I'm and stuff. That really was cool. sad I missed that. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was a really great show, man. These girls worked their ass off, man. It was really fun to see. I don't really get to, to hang out at clubs too often, you know, being that I work in the clubs all the time. So it was really nice to just kind of get out and just enjoy a night out. Right, and see these girls perform. It was amazing. So, Annie, you win EDIs this week, and you're going head to head. You're you're going head to head with Justice, and then the public votes on the third. Right. So, well, no, Justice, Justice already won. I'm going. I'm going against Natasha, but also you. Um, there's a so like there's a lot of good girls competing, like uh, Janine Jericho. She's she's big. Charzane, wicked talented. No, no, no. I get what you're so, saying. I don't think you, I think you missed yeah, what I was saying. Good. Justice already yeah. won. So I'm yeah. saying let's say that you win this week. Okay. <laughs> so now you're yeah. going up against Justice, and then the third participant is somebody that the public votes in through the website um, and yeah. ED Publications. And there's three of you at the awards show in Vegas. So. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you win, you get to that point. Are you going to go balls out and like invent a brand new show and put money and time into something? Or are you going to kind of go with something that you already have in your back pocket? No, I was already talking about this actually with my mother. I would I would design a whole new show, kind of like I would design a whole new show because there's not 
I can't really have aerials and I can't have poles, so right. I'm going to come out with something completely out of my comfort level. Okay. And, and have fun with it. Let's let's say that you don't win the EDIs mm-hmm. this week and somebody else does, okay? And mm-hmm. now it's up to the public vote. What are you going to do then? Are you Is there something, like, do you have a strategy already planned right now to, like, how bad do you want this is basically my question. How bad do I want it? How bad do you want it, Annie Lane? Oh, you guys are so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're telling me to Roger Stone everyone at EDI this weekend, right? Pretty yeah, much. I- While he's going to be there. <laughs> be out there with a he's one of the like judges. A, like a Tanya Harding style. Roger Stone's one of the judges this year. <laughs> do, do you own a MAGA hat? I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's what we wanted to hear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, special announcement that I can actually make official right this second. Yeah. Tootsie's Cabaret in Miami has booked Annie Lane for nine shows um, the day before uh, 4th of July. So she's doing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, nine shows at Tootsie's. We're doing a big beach party on Wednesday, and Annie's going to host. And it's her birthday. And it's her birthday. And we're going to do some aerial stuff, and we're going to have midgets and fire trucks and fireworks. It's going to oh be God, amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a great time. Our annual hot dog eating contest. I'm very excited to announce that. Uh, the contracts just got sent over today, so I can actually uh, say it's official. We're going to have Annie Lane at Tootsie's. She's going to be great on your stage. She's going to be gonna the be first awesome. showgirl we've had at Tootsie's in almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And nobody know. at my club will cover yeah. me on any of those days. Sorry, man. Bastards. <laughs> You're going to miss out. I, I, I norm- a hot dog eating contest? There is a hot dog eating contest that you are judging. Do I get to oh, I'm judging. Oh, damn it. Unless you want to compete. You want to compete? <laughs> of course I want to compete. You're going to tell me I get to eat dogs. all the food? Of course. Yeah, you should You should do like a, an entertainer uh portion of the hot dog eating contest. You know, I tried doing that. But Nobody my, wants to look at a bunch my, of fat my girls think it's in style My girls points. think it's offensive, which is the craziest things to me. I'm like, you're like doing I lap would, dances all night. I'd you're be gonna, more you're... offended watching a bunch of fat guys shove wieners in That's what I would say, but they love that. Yeah. The minute I try to do the, the girls and bring them up on stage, yeah. it's a no-go every oh, wow. year. People are weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, Annie's down for the cause, though. She is. She yeah. is a true I'm girl. all about it. I'm so, all about putting wieners in my mouth. Yes. I, we should end right there. Yeah. I'm all about yeah. putting wieners. Annie in Lane, everybody. Yeah, hey. <laughs> um, Annie, anything, uh, any last minute things you want to say as you're going into your biggest competitive weekend of your life? Um, wow, yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't stressed out, but now thank you so much. I am <laughs> Good game. <laughs> no, for real, though. I mean, wh- wh- where are you at right now going into this thing? I mean, like, let us into that head of yours. I, I feel really good. I, I feel really good about it. I um, I didn't know what else to do, so I just bought more Savorskis, and I put more Savorskis on my costume, and now I feel like it's, it's perfect. I've, um, it's, I generally love this show. I love to perform, so I'm just going to go on stage, and I'm going to do what I love to do. Okay, one last question. What's the craziest thing you've ever done since you've been a feature entertainer? Perform at Hedonism. And what happened at Hedonism? Um, I had an orgy with a stripper clown, BJ McNally. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you really had, like, like? are you just saying, like, you guys pretended to have an orgy with a bunch of features that were in clown makeup? Or no, no. So you like literally that, had, like, so a so sexual happened, orgy happened, in Hedonism? What happened? 
happened was is um, BJ McNaughty was my swinging partner because it's hedonism. So basically, her. you know, she would take the guys and I would take the girls. And then at one point, there's like orgy rooms, and you know, we had it was it was a good time. So hedonism. you had just I want to clarify this because <laughs> this is going to become social media news here in a couple hours. <laughs> so I just want to clarify. So you had sex with the girls in a private yeah. room. And the clown... No, not a club. It's hedonism. It's hedonism. Hedonism is a swingers resort in Jamaica. I know that. I, I, yes. I, I meant in a different room of the yes. resort that you were at. She's and saying the, she had some penises, too. You, no, I actually... I had no penises. She had no penises. I, I, this is what I'm trying to clarify. But there was, like, dick everywhere. And, like, yeah. and, then, and then, you know what I mean? Because if one person slides in, another person's going to slide in. So I just picked the girls because the girls were very attractive. And girls are nice and soft. And, you know... They do their job very well. So I just decided to be a lesbian that week. I remember my first clown orgy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Do you want to elaborate on that, Josh? I'd rather not. It was a nightmare. When when are we going to do that again? That's what I want to (laughs) know. This has gotten out of hand quickly. <laughs> Annie, I have so many more questions for you, but we're definitely running out of time. And I know you got a pack and you have a million things to do today. So we really appreciate you taking the time to be on the Planet Platypus show. Um, Gonzo, any last questions for Annie? Um, n- no, other than size up, baby. Size up. <laughs> he wants you to go big. <laughs> go big or go home. Josh, any questions? I, I, I or any, any last things for Annie Lane? Uh, no questions. I just want to uh, wish her luck in the competition and, uh, and have a good time and, and try not to set anybody on fire over there. Yeah, Annie, anyone you want to <laughs> okay. thank or you know give recognition to for where you're at right now? Everybody. Um, I just had... I just had a conversation with someone that, you know, I helped a girl at Monroe's and I came home and I thanked Lacey and Lacey, Dane, my mother, like anybody that was close to me. Because at the end of the day, I understand that I step on that stage alone, but it takes a village. And like, and a you have that system. support system and Lacey Rain and Dane Hansen yes. and your family. Yes. And it's yes. cool, too, that your family's behind you. Um, it's a tough career choice when you're getting <laughs> naked in different cities every week. And to have that kind of support, I know from a DJ perspective, it's a lot easier because I'm not naked on a stage having things thrown at me like dollars. But, you know, but my mom and my sisters are extremely supportive of me. Um, That's got to really help out what you're doing. You know what I mean? Having like you said, there's a village there. And and I think every entertainer needs that. No, I know. And I I completely agree. And that's why I kind of took a girl under my wing uh, last weekend because I, I knew that she needed that support system and I'm like you know I'm, I'm here for you let's do this well I want you to know you have the support of Planet Platypus behind you this week uh, very good luck to you um, let you know give Bobby Mac hell for us man you know I mean we, we missed him here in the studio so you might as well uh, give him some uh, give him some trouble right no, screw him Bobby I'm Mac Bobby Mac will tell you that I'm more than happy to harass him. Well, we want you to harass him more than you actually typically would. So, oh God, Annie Lane, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, being part of our village and showing us the support that you have over the years. And we appreciate and love you very much. Thank you so much, and I love you guys, and I really appreciate all that you do. Bye bye. Thanks, Annie. And we will be right back right after this with Story Time, the Bobby Mac edition. Stick around. Rick's Cabaret. It's one of the biggest chains in the adult industry. With over 50 clubs nationwide, Rick's Cabaret is a great destination no matter what state you're visiting. 
Check out rickscabaret.com for a full list of clubs near you. And if you want a piece of the action, Rick's Cabaret is a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ under the letters R-I-C-K. Rick's Cabaret has been awarded National Club Chain of the Year numerous times. Check out rickscabaret.com for all your entertainment needs. Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. CinefoldStrips.com has you covered. CinefoldStrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. CinefoldStrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. CinefoldStrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. Okay, we're back. Planet Platypus Show. We just uh, talked a little bit. Annie Lane and hedonism and clowns and orgies. Gonzo. And I really want her to supersize. <laughs> she really should. She's so tiny. I could not. You would flatten her. Five feet is not the shortest woman I have ever been with. What is the shortest? Who's the shortest Four one? Four foot, nine and a half inches. Okay. 97 pounds. She used me like a pommel horse, like the little Chinese women do in the in, in, the, in the Olympics. <laughs> so, so were there certain positions you just couldn't do because and she was so tiny? No, there and was you're nothing. Ginormous? There was nothing she couldn't do. So we we got some some really good dirt from that Annie Lane uh, interview. That was that was pretty cool. But good stuff. She this was is awesome. this is my favorite part of the show. Week to week, we this is our to, story. Let me, let me time. try to do the Bobby Mac. Bobby's not here today, so, so Josh is gonna have to do. What's your story? That was pretty good. <laughs> right, that was good. Okay. That, that was, was pretty good. Right. So this segment, Gonzo, is called What's Your Story? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we tell a story, whether it's industry related or whether it's, you know, um, just a funny in general story about something in your life. Um, I've and, seen Bobby Mack naked. Well, let's get to that because <laughs> since since Bobby couldn't be in the studio, we as you can hear from the, the vicious laugh that he just threw at us, which I know is going to hurt us in some way, um, Bobby's actually on the phone right now because he can't be here today because he's hosting the EDIs in uh, Memphis at the Pony, Jerry Westland's Pony Clubs. So, uh, Bobby Mack, welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. Please. <laughs> since we're on the What's Your Story What's segment. What's Your Story? Thanks, Josh. Since we're on that segment right now and you're not here in the room, you know, I wanted you to be able to at least defend yourself. But Bobby's two best men, his co-best men in his wedding are literally in a room sitting next to each other. So we we thought it would be really kind of fitting that Gonzo and I told stories about you. But we wanted you on the line so that if any of the facts are, um, you know, What's the word Askew, I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> if, if if something's off, you can correct us. And feel free to, you know, join in uh, with us as we go. But, Gonzo, would you like to start off with a story? I have one ready to roll, a Bobby story. We all have Bobby stories, right? The year was 1988. <laughs> picture Sicily, 1942. <laughs> no, picture Sunrise, Florida, 1988. Okay. Bobby Mack is wearing a combination of wholly torn acid wash jeans and purple and black tiger stripe spandex. Do you remember those, Bobby? Oh, my God. I held on to those things forever. (laughs) There are pictures. I have a picture just in case Bobby gets out of hand and I have to check him. (laughs) I have a picture, a Polaroid, and I've scanned it to a digital format, and I've told him repeatedly, 
get out of line, motherfucker, one time, and I'll show the whole world. <laughs> okay, we're talking awning hair. Okay, we're talking about a swoosh that he could still grow hair like that, which is ridiculous. But he had this thing that he never needed sunglasses because he had a you have bill. Like just the bangs. Kind the of hair like... came across from the side part, and it was across like an awning. I wish you guys were doing video here. But yeah, yeah. Because the description was amazing. But he, he was like. He was like hairband Elvis. A picture of like flock of seagulls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But hairband Elvis. Okay. And Bobby used to go sing anywhere that they would give him a microphone. Sing? Oh my God, sing. that's true. Okay. So, so where are you at and what is he singing? Because now you've got my attention. Now we're looking at we're, we're looking at a, a, a summer school, a summer camp. For okay. blind kids? For ki- yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> Deaf kids? The kids are a little off, I guess, you yeah. know. But there's like 200 screaming kids. Oh, no. And a, a mutual friend of ours named Louie, God rest his soul, his name is Screwy Louie. How's that for anything? Uh-huh. Louie puts together this chicken shit cover band. Okay. Okay, where Louie plays really, really average guitar, mediocre mm-hmm. guitar. And he found a drummer. So the three of them jump up in front of these kids, and they proceed to do the... What were the four songs that you guys did, Bobby? Bro, th- these kids must have been like, five six years old and we're up there doing <laughs> louis louis and gloria and all these uh all these throaty screamy uh 70s rock grunges mm-hmm. twice that There's had like the same chord progression because louis could only play you know a certain amount of songs louis only knew four chords all of these all yeah. of these ex simple songs from the 70s had the same port chord progression right. over and over again right right so um, back in the day, before Planet Platypus, uh, we had this thing called the Smut Doctors. It was a podcast that we did, and um, my old roommate and, and I, would uh, we threw this house party that was, like, ridiculous. We had you guys this, were animals. We had this ice sculpture in the backyard. We had porn being filmed in our pool during a party. It was nuts. Like, think of the wildest party you could possibly think of, and then times it by 10. We had put... Thousands of dollars into this party. We had the police by at least every hour going, you guys got too many people here. This is getting out of hand. You know, the the entire neighborhood was taken over by the adult uh, industry, basically. Porn stars. And I wasn't invited. Radio, this and that. We had all this stuff. So, um, (laughs) So we had this house that was tiled. And the living room had these big bay doors that swung open, and then there was a deck that went into an in-ground pool. And, and that's where, like, a lot of the festivities were outside. We had music blaring. We had a band. We had every, all this crazy. And in the midst of all this, Bobby, myself, and Johnny, who was the other guy, we, we were literally, like, trying to record things for our show. Like, oh, we got all these trashy drunk girls in the house. Let's get them on for a, a parody song or whatever. Yeah. So when the work was all done, Bobby decided it was time to let off some steam. So Bobby runs through the, the, the hallway of my house into the living room where the bay, open, the, bay doors were, the bay doors were open and the pool was right there. And Bobby, not no regard whatsoever for the puddle of water on the tile from the people coming oh in and out God. of the pool... And he goes full steam. And he goes, everybody make way, cannonball! <laughs> and he screams it, and he's running. And you just see Bobby in these big Bahamas shorts, and and, and his, <laughs> and, and that was it, right? Yeah. 
and he hits the puddle, and it was like the Flintstones, right? And he just goes, tick, 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 smack, right? Under the, the whole party, there's like 100 people in my living room, and they'll go, ooh, like, oh, my God. And Bobby goes, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. And he jumps into the pool, and under the water, you can hear him go, like, it hurts so bad. Oh, because it, and then he came out, and he had, his back was bright red and he had these lines where the tiles Tiles. were that's how hard he hit the tile nice one of uh, that that was that was a quick personal go ahead gonzo now you go ahead gonzo next story we have have so many illegal stories though so (laughs) many that was pretty that was pretty g-rated or the the time that that bobby got spanked by a porn star it it, uh, uh we did bobby what was that event we did at the diplomat hotel do you remember God, oh, yeah, so, so these ago. geniuses had the idea to send me to uh, <laughs> Club Kink, which is uh, which Gonzo knows is located in the same plaza as the Porthole Pub, to give you an idea of the quality of this establishment. Uh, I love it that was place. A, it was a strip mall <laughs> kink fetish club uh, for swingers, and then after hours they would, you know, they would do a members-only thing, and then they would bring out the fetish furniture, and you... Uh, you go in there, and they sent me in with like a, a camera dude, and then a, a, one of our one of our pretty nurses, uh, so that I had a little entourage for safety. But uh, but you know the the camera dude was a, a you know skinny stick figure Kevin Godby who weighed like ninety pounds soaking wet. <laughs> right click. Lisa, thankfully, who was gorgeous and was a great distraction, and then me who was in my, you know, I'm six foot three you know, standing up and then I'm wearing these, uh, kiss platform, <laughs> boots. uh, Those leather, boots. yeah, leather fetish boots. <laughs> so I'm six, nine now when yes. I'm walking through the door of this place, head to toe in leather with a giant staff and fangs and, you know, uh, and anyway, everybody all of a sudden now wants a piece of you. They want, they want to be the one to beat you or whip you or whatever. And oh, yeah. I guess you have to fill out this you have to fill out this paper when you walk in. You sign, sign a waiver, a waiver dude. <laughs> That's amazing. It's better. It's it's a checklist of the stuff that you'll allow them to do and the stuff that you won't allow them to do because once they have you locked in, everything you say doesn't matter. Like we're going by what you have on your sheet. There's no safe word once you once you've signed away your life. <laughs> this is what they're allowed to do to you. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, I, taking one for the team reached an entirely different meaning for me. Oh his, tombstone, uh, his tombstone when he dies to say, Robert McDoodle took one for the team like that. Because <laughs> we put, when, when, when Bobby was at Tootsie's, we put him through so many unbelievable, like he would dress up in these awesome outfits and he wasn't afraid to like be the Chris Farley of the moment. You know what I mean? At, at any time. He dressed up as Hurricane Hugo once. That was my favorite so, of everything we did. What, what, how do you dress like a hurricane? He, what he was literally went out like? in the middle of a hurricane <laughs> in our parking lot at Tootsie's. Yeah. And he grabbed tree branches and shrubbery from like the parking lot. And he just put it in his T-shirt. So he had like a tree branch like <laughs> hanging out of the collar. Uh, he had like, um, you know, like brush coming out of his sleeves. I survived Hurricane Hugo. Then he's wearing a, a, a pair of like ski goggles, right? <laughs> and he's got a snorkel coming out of his mouth. And it's like a freaking slow Friday night because the hurricane's here. And we decided to just make fun of ourselves because we were always packed at Tootsie's. And there's Bobby at the front door. And I'm like, um, 
listen, guys, we're sorry that, you know, it's it's not as crazy tonight. We don't have a lot of girls because of the hurricane. But we, we have an update on Hurricane Hugo because Hurricane Hugo is at the front door. A hundred heads just shoom, go to the front door. And there's Bobby. Thanks, Platt. And he does a full news report <laughs> as Hurricane Hugo from the front That's door amazing. at Tootsie's. And it was stuff like that. When we opened the new Tootsie's, we, Bobby was our carnival barker for like the first two weeks of the new club. We literally had this one space where there was, you remember this, Bobby, with the balloons and the darts? Yeah, we had an empty bay that, that they hadn't put anything in yet. So uh, the owner of the club had the idea to put little carnival games in there, but you could win instead of winning dolls, you'd win adult gifts, or adult dance, prizes, dildos, vibrators, drink or whatever. Drunk, random drunk people are just throwing sharp objects at my head, and I'm sm- I'm smiling and tap dancing for them. Like, thank <laughs> yes. you, sir. That's amazing. And I, at the time, I wasn't making any money, so these guys would throw fifty bucks at me, and they knew that I would bite and do just about anything. They're like, "Hey, we'll pay you fifty bucks. Come out here. We want you to dress as the Easter Bunny." So I thought, okay, well, how, how harmless can that be, right? I'll go, I'll dress as the Easter Bunny, I'll give out little eggs with, uh, you know, prizes in them for the audience and stuff. Well, you get to a club like Tootsie's, and you don some kind of outfit where you can't see out of it. Like, I could only see, like, if you've ever worn a mascot's head, yeah. the eye holes from the mascot's head are about a half a foot away from your actual eyes, and they're about the size of a golf ball. So you get this extremely ridiculously limited field of vision. And once the Tootsie's audience realizes that you can't see shit, that's when they start punching you in the dick as you walk by the, <laughs> walk through the crowd. But, you know, we always wanted to be different, and we had so much competition back then. And there were so many different places to go, and there was a strip club opening every freaking week. So we wanted to be like these innovators. Like, that was our thing. We would literally have these meetings and go, what can we do? Let's dress Bobby up. Or, or, or like, every, everything would always come back to Bobby. Like, so we uh, punch the Easter Bunny in the dick contest. Yeah. But Bobby knew exactly how to take it, the step to, that'll make me piss myself, but then he can kind of veer off and not make it as harsh, but still make it as funny. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we would go through these things, and just some of the funniest times, the best times of my life is just anything creative with Bobby Mack has always been really, really funny. He played Frankenfurter for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, but we all know yeah, I mean, that. Our, our relationship basically was founded on... Uh, you know, a ceremony that happened twice a week with me dressing as a transgender <laughs> vampire. So That's all great friendships begin. <laughs> so great. To give you an idea where our, our foundation is based, uh, you know, it comes in it comes with me wearing lipstick and high heels. So uh, <laughs> Plus, there was the truth there was, is though you know who your friends are. If you can be friends with someone in those moments, yeah. those are the th- ties that bind, and those that's why lifelong. I've known him for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bobby, we can go on and on and on. Good luck at the EDIs this week. Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, there's a couple. Actually, there's 15 entertainers this time. That's wow. a that's a super heavy load. So uh, <laughs> he said, I, "Super heavy load." <laughs> I've had the fortune, uh, good fortune enough to see many of them perform. There are some faces I haven't seen yet. So, and there's some people in the industry that I've always heard of that I've never actually seen perform. And I know Charzane is one of them who's just I kills it every it. time she goes out there. And I'm super psyched to see what everyone is bringing to the table this year because yeah. that that show, as you know, is just a showcase of the best of the best. And I'm super psyched about it. So, I will be reporting in uh, every day as long as I don't go back to Facebook jail. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it'd be cool at least to do a follow up video with Annie Lane since we interviewed her today, and I think you need to 
get to the bottom of the hedonism story. I think that's your assignment. Send her money. All right. The clown circus orgy is my assignment. I got it. Yeah. And, and she told us like just the surface points of that story, but I want you to do it like a, um, in-depth in investigative report. Yeah, like I want you, I want you to be Chris Hansen when he busts the pedophile that's in the kitchen. You know what I mean? I, I really want you to get to the bottom of this story. So, like, how did you? Well, find if you out? catch Annie on the second half of a night, there's a chance she'll, she, greater chance she'll tell you the truth. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's why you're on assignment. So, yes, I, I think that's perfect. Anything you'd like to say to your Planet Platypus fans, all 120 of them, and Don Mega? Uh, you don't forget to log on to bobbymac.com where you get uh, copies of my new book. Uh, they can't fire me. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't even going to bring it up. <laughs> and um, wow. and of course, uh, wow. my posters are available eight by ten, uh, two for twenty five. Wow. See, that's why him. That's why I shouldn't have been. But in the beginning of the podcast today, Bobby Gonzo and I discussed how I should not have been the best man at your wedding. Um, there, there should not have been co. It should have been you and Gonzo. You guys have known each other longer, and 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 I think that the friendship is a little bit. I understand why, and I appreciated it, and I love you dearly for it. But in all reality, you made me wear a tuxedo. Yeah, I mean, you made Gonzo dress up too, which was really fucked up. But but the point that I'm making is, both of you are perfect for each other because. You had the opportunity, and you gave a shameless plug. And the first opportunity Gonzo had today in our podcast, he gave a shameless plug. So, you know, I, th I think that you guys are two peas in a pod, as they say. We definitely are, which is why we've been friends for going on well over 30 years now. I'm jealous of that friendship, though. I really am. I wish Bobby loved me as much as he loves you. That's okay. <laughs> you, you've got him helping you do your podcast. I've got to do my own shit by myself. Yeah, that's true. It's funny, too. Gonzo comes in with one Gonzo T-shirt for two of us, right? So he goes, which one of you are the double X? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's because I've already given the other three out and to I, the other five. And I go, I I go Gonzo, I'm a triple X. I want a shirt, too. Well, you already have a Gonzo T-shirt, and Josh doesn't have one. Plus, you can yell at Bobby Mac because Bobby, uh, only, we ran out of the big sizes early. So you yell at Bobby, and he'll make you one. So, Bobby, I want my Gonzo T-shirt. Okay, done. <laughs> nice. Abracadabra. All right, well, listen, finish packing. Kiss that beautiful wife of yours and have a great trip in uh, Memphis at the EDIs. Uh, representing, you too, guys. Representing the have planet. Have a great show. Can't wait so to well. report back with all the dirt. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Bobby Mack on What's Thank Your you. Story. What's Your Story? Bye, Bobby. Bye, brother. Take care. Bye. All right, we'll be back right after this. We're going to talk a little bit about Pandemonium, the ED Awards Expo, and so much more. Stay tuned. The Cadillac Lounge in Rhode Island is a party inside of a party. This club books feature entertainment and has the best events in Rhode Island. Check out thecadillaclounge.com for upcoming events or to join a winning team. Cadillac Lounge is on the Planet Platypus Top Entertainment Clubs list for 2019. This club is a must-see. If you're in the New England area, check out thecadillaclounge.com. Don't be late to the party. Attention all club owners. Did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out pandamembers.org.
it could change your business for the better. Oh, you did it this time. Yeah, I did it. I wanted to get one in there. I like that. All right. It's called a rejoin, gentlemen. In radio, they call it the rejoin. All right, so finish it off. I'm Josh Fiore here with... All right, and we're back. There you and I'm go. Josh Fiore. I'm here with Gonzo and the one and only DJ Platypus. What's up, Josh? <laughs> What's up, man? This is awkward. I'm used to be asking the questions, but that's okay. Ooh. Did I just steal your shine you a little st- bit? You stole my thunder. <laughs> a power <laughs> struggle. Oh, no, yeah. it's not at all. It's really not. Well, let, let's. Uh, this is our last segment where we focus on industry news, and we've had a few events happen in the last couple of weeks. We haven't been able to record because we've been so busy hosting and entertaining stuff, people. Yeah. Um, we had Pandemonium Miami. Yeah, man. Um, Tootsie's Cabaret and Scarlet's Cabaret here in Miami, Florida, and uh, it was a really cool weekend um, of events. They. Uh, Got together with Jeb and Dane, and we wanted to put together an educational platform for the DJs during the day and then have some cool parties at night that were interactive as well. And I think it really worked out very, very well. I think it worked out great. And yeah. it, was a, it was a great turnout, and it's been really interesting to see as one of the people that's kind of been there from the inception of Panda to see the the sort of evolution of it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of new faces, a lot of guys that I weren't familiar with mm-hmm. that, you know, that I got to meet for the first time. And I like that a lot of the old school guys still were involved too. And it was yeah. a really, really great turnout. And I was shocked at a couple things. One, while we were doing the educational classes at Tootsie's in our sports bar, um, there was uh, there was people taking notes. There was all sorts of really cool stuff going on. And uh, just the amount of attention to, to the details that we were providing. I was, I was very happy with the way that everybody, uh, everybody really came to the, to the event with, you know. Prepared I want, to learn. Yeah, everybody I want to learn there to pick something right, up, you know. Right. A lot of the guys, you know, that come to these type of events, you know, not all of us are the head DJ at, at a top club somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So some of these guys really do. They got to save up and make this like this is a big a big deal for them. Right. And so when they come, it's with the intention of learning as much as possible and making the right connections, and eventually at some point maybe being able to level up. You know. And, and I think there was a lot of great information there. And great we, networking too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and it was cool because we took all the top guys and gave them like a 15, 20 minute block. You weren't at the educational thing. You came later, right, Gonzo? You were yeah, at the party. I, there's there's no knowledge I can partake on anybody that they already know. I mean, I, but uh, one thing, listen, one thing that I've noticed, especially about these DJ gatherings, okay, whether it's at Expo or a pandemonium here or out in Denver or wherever right. they have them, is that th- the guys come with almost no ego. There's a humility. That's there. the funny part. Yeah. You would think it'd be the opposite. Yeah, you figure the DJs, strip club DJs bring that BDE, man. They bring that big, yeah. big energy everywhere. And that's they how go. it started, believe it or not. Yeah. The first party we ever threw was it's called the, the Ego, Ego Summit. Summit. Yeah. Right. You know? And, and and no, nobody's throwing ego. Everybody's nice. Everybody's polite. Everybody's shaking hands. Hey, how you doing? Yep. Nice to meet you. Well, like I'm saying, like I was saying earlier, from the beginning from Panda up until now, now there's a lot more people involved that are are looking to they're not 
they don't have the ego. They're looking to learn and get get to a certain level. Like they yeah. they they know you know where they're at in their career and they're trying to level up. And yeah, the only yeah. way to do that is through experience and education. You know? Right. And you were able to provide a little bit of both of that at that party with not only the educational stuff but also allowing some of these guys to get on the mic at Tootsie's which and is Scarlet's a, and Scarlet's yeah. yeah, which is which is a huge deal. If you're sure. a guy in a little a little you know titty bar somewhere in the Midwest and you get an opportunity to get on the mic somewhere at a big club like Tootsie's, especially a Scarlet's even. And everybody stepped up. Yeah. yeah there wasn't every- anybody who fizzled. There wasn't anybody who, you know, I was I was worried on, that a few guys would go up there and, and, and not know what to do and kind of freak out and scream in the microphone or do I, some hokey shit. I thought I was going to see guys get in there and try really too hard. Yeah. And I didn't really see a lot of that. Everybody went in and just was, was very. I think the sheer size of not only the booth, but the rooms. And in the the technology that was in front of them was a little off putting as well, which I think maybe even if somebody wanted to be that way, they it was kind of hard to in that moment. You know, it wasn't a competition. Right. It was just go up there and experience it. You know what I mean? And they did. Um, But I I like the classroom thing because we had um, various DJs from across the country like Binger and uh, myself, um, Danny Myers. All these great jocks and uh, Mark Wagner. Mark Wagner had a yeah. really inspiring really yeah. type speech, and uh, uh, Bill Fields and and all these just guys that I tip my hat to in this industry, just giving solid advice and 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 and, and just good information to these DJs. And then we asked a club owner to come, Jerry Westlin from the pony chain showed up on his own dime mind you the guy paid his you know we didn't offer him anything we just asked him to come and speak to the group and he was honored to come and speak to the djs and for we probably had what 40 people in that room at least yeah and jerry uh gets in there and addresses them and he talks he he did a little motivational type speaking to begin with and then he opened it up to why don't you guys ask me questions Right. You know, like how many times do these guys have an opportunity to sit in front of any club owner, let it be your own or whoever, right? And ask a club owner pertinent questions. Well, that conversation got like really real, yeah, <laughs> in a right. very quick hurry. But it was beautiful at right. the same time. I was nervous, scared, and and I was, I was actually, fe- I left that whole situation feeling triumphant in a way, and not an ego way, but like. Wow, we we took a step forward as right. an industry. There was just some communication now. there. Yeah, you know, there's a different perspective that the owners have than everybody else. There was a so. conversation literally regarding tip out, which is a big no no in our business. Yeah. And I don't want right. to get into the details of it. I really don't. But no. I just want to say, Jerry Westland, my hats off to you for taking the time and having the balls to address forty of the nation's top DJs and answer really really difficult questions. And, you know, not every club is the same. Every club is different, but our industry is the same. And I think Jerry really took that approach. And um, he won over 40 of the toughest critics that you could possibly cram into a room in, in moments. And there was a heated exchange at one point where I was extremely nervous where because guys are very um, behind, you know, trying to make money. Right. And we're relying on these tips that aren't there anymore and there's no way to push it. And there's, there was a lot of different uh, verbiage and language being sprouted at this thing that scared the shit out of me from a legal point of view. Yeah. But at the same time, it was so necessary. It was so necessary to hear a club owner just address it. That was a win in itself. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? 
You were there. Yeah, no, I got to agree. It was uh, it was really good information, and 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 you know when it comes to um, you know the tip out thing and like that, the, the laws are changing, and a lot of these guys are seeing their money get cut in half, and yeah. sometimes in half again. And so you know, um, I, I think they're looking for some answers. Uh, the owners have their reasons for why things are done the way they do them, and you know, with lawsuits and all these things happening all sure. over the country, you know, our industry is changing, and yeah. we got to evolve. And so I think the first step in in, in fixing that is communication. Right. You know, and so I Get think the that, conversation was, going. that was a that was a great start. Yeah, it sure. really was. Yeah. And do, did we come up with a solution? Hell no. Is, is, is this going to solve in one is day? Is this going to fix yeah. the problems? Hell no. no. But it got the conversation right. started. And right. that was the whole thing that we want to do. So congratulations and kudos to Jerry Westlin. I can't yeah. thank him and Panda enough. Um, for being unbelievable guests in my home. Yeah, we got to have him on. Yeah, we definitely yeah. got to have Jerry on. Yeah, we gotta, sure. I want to really talk about that and kind of break things down. But he's got a busy weekend ahead of himself uh, at the at the Pony in, in Memphis. Yeah, no, I mean, at some point, though, it'd be cool to get him on and, and share some of that information with oh, everybody. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So you got the EDIs going on this week. Uh, Bobby Mack, our own, our own Bobby Mack is hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as he said, what was it? Fifteen girls competing. Fifteen. He said, he, "I believe, losers. I believe he said it was a heavy load." He did say a heavy <laughs> load. He did say it was a heavy yes, load. Yes, heavy load. And <clears throat> and you know what? It's it's really wise of them to have the best MC in the continental United States in North America there for their event. Yeah, my let's, opinion. There's nobody better for that job than Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's face back facts. You think Bobby's the best MC in he the country? The, he's the best in the country. You think so too, Josh? I, yeah, I think for something like that, you can't get a better guy than Bobby to host. Yeah, that. especially yeah. especially for something like that where it's an event like that. Uh-huh. But I mean, Bobby can also go out and do host duties for like a stand-up comedy show. Yeah, he's very versatile. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking about a guy who can. And also, if you put him, uh, like, if you put him in a cabaret show, you remember with the with the the uh, the double D the double D ranch up there, right? Okay, they were high energy MC, yada yada, yeah. crowd interaction, and it was a hundred miles an hour for nine hours. Yeah, he was yeah. on it. Okay, yeah. and he was on it. Yeah, and I'm just thinking to myself, he is he is the best in the country. You know, I actually got to see Bobby host the EDIs last year in Las Vegas. I flew out for the final day. Destroy. And, and he had that crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah. He remembered people that were there throughout the week and incorporated them into the show, the customers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, really made every girl look very professional and announced them in a professional manner and picked his spots to be funny. So I have to agree with both of you. Bobby Mack is absolutely by far probably the best MC in, in, in the country, if not, you know, the world, yeah. I, I would have to say, for what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like. Don't get me wrong. Jimmy Boucher is is up there. He's he's amazing at what he does in his club, and I've seen him do. You know, him and I hosted an EDIs together. Yeah, he's really um, really good. Him and I hosted an award show together. I, I I hold him in high regard. I but I think Jimmy would even agree. I think every DJ agrees that Bobby's just on a different planetary level than right. the rest of us. Yeah, just the voice, the energy, the way he dictates his words, the way he. Um, knows how to pull back when others push forward. You know, like Bobby has that, There's that a certain comedy science thing. to it and a there certain really is. pageantry to it. There really and is. And he's really got it down. Yeah, he sure, sure does. Yeah, he sure let's, does. Let's 
suck Bobby's dick some more. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a Bobby <laughs> love fest today. For somebody who's not here, it's yeah. it's been an absolute Bobby yeah. love fest. Yeah, but he it. is hosting the EDIs this week, and that is a big deal. The winner is uh, automatically bid into the Entertainer of the Year finals. Um, big three Entertainer of the Year finalists compete and uh, perform at the awards show um, on the stage. Uh, this year is going to be at the Holly, uh, Planet Hollywood in, in Las Vegas. And so far, Justice has already won hers. A friend from Canada. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She really is. Yeah, so she won the, the first uh, showcase, and we'll find out after this week who's the second, and then the public votes on the third. Yeah. So, um, and then we've got... Uh, the prenoms. The prenoms started this yeah. week. It ended, I think, today. I think it ends today. Okay. Um, but uh, I love this time of year. I... I, I I get off. I'm going to be real. I, you want to talk about egos? I'll tell you about my ego. This is where my ego likes to flourish because it used to be I wanted the credit. I wanted people to nominate me. I wanted to win awards. I, oh, wanted, yeah. I don't want that anymore at all. I, I don't want anyone nominating me. I don't. I think I've. Reached, well, you got a wall full of those friggin. Trophies I, I, I really. I'm just saying, like, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't affect me like it used to. Right. It used yeah, to yeah. be a motivational force for me. Yeah. Let somebody else win for once. These awards yeah. shows. I really wanted no, to win Club it. of the Year. I really wanted to win DJ of the Year, uh, which I've never won. I, I've I've been nominated myself for DJ of the Year several uh -huh. times now, and also that my, my club that I was working for was nominated, you know, many times for Club of the Year. And so, yeah, you get very, like, kind of competitive. And, and you know, you, you start a little campaign on social sure. media. And, like, you know, it, it feels good to get recognized for what you do. It's hard yeah. when society deems you dark, bad, or indifferent. Fuck society. Right. And, and, yeah. And, Fuck and you society. know in your own fantasy world or whatever you want to call this what we do, it's important to you. It's right. important to us. Yeah. It's it, important it almost to my club. gives you a it's little bit of like validation. Sure. Of like this is a legitimate uh, viable career option. But the prenoms <laughs> part of this is like the fun period. Yeah, right. This is like, you know, uh, my favorite is the people that nominate themselves. Oh, stuff. I love it. There's always <laughs> yeah. those There's always those guys. There's always that, you know, and it says like vote for Bill Smith as DJ of the Year, recommended by Bill Smith. And you're like, <laughs> yes. really, Bill Smith? Why oh, yeah. would you do that? And then he, it writes it in third person. Bill is a powerhouse yeah, DJ. Yeah, then he does his own write up. <laughs> yeah. Bill has like, been a you know. Oh, and now, now, what about what about the people that that jump online either on Twitter or on Facebook? They jump online and they they start to bitch about how the the system is rigged. I, oh yeah, that always people. comes up every oh, year. Every year. Every year. It's like oh, feel it's the fixed. saltiness. And oh. you know what though? Hats off to Jake Record, who is probably the biggest genius in our entire industry. Jake does the web design for the ED publication sites, right. and he sets up the voting for for that as well. Every year we get heat for it. Every yeah. every oh, year, yeah. Yeah. you know, just like Gonzo said, there's always those people that are going to come and throw rotten tomatoes at you. It's, it's going to happen no so matter. Right what. in your club, right in your DJ, right in your dancer, your manager, exactly. Whatever. Right so, in. So. What Jake did this year was he added like super transparency. Yeah. Like he's like, here's the you know, here's the thing. Put your prenoms up and then everyone can vote one time instead of ten or whatever. Yeah, right. There yeah. there's he he eliminated any possibility of those bots getting in there like like could happen. Yeah. Or there's been people that have cheated to the to levels that are like asinine. Like right. like Hiring a Russian agency to yeah, come up I with think, like ten thousand. I think votes. people are just putting way too much into this think thing. About like it. It, it is what it is. It's a very nice courtesy that they're doing to to to. You're to a tiny club in Alabama, Josh. Right? <laughs> yeah. The population of your town is like 
eight hundred people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they get the KGB involved, and, 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 and they bought they bought ten thousand votes. How did ten thousand people vote for you when ten thousand people don't even vote for Tootsie's? Right. I mean, and we know. have over five hundred employees. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could just see it. Okay, you see that the top name has got ten thousand and forty four votes, and then number two has got two hundred and ten. Yeah, and then number two, and, so like and it's always the DJs, man. I hate to say it, but oh, it's the DJs ne- dominate. You never that. see like the GMs or the club owners or anybody get really this invested into this fucking <laughs> yeah. award show. It's that, the DJs. Ha- here, herein lies the ego. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah it's always the DJs that are like, "This is fixed. I should have won. Why this guy? Couple he sucks. features too. Let's not be too. too I don't know, hard man. I feel like DJs. even the features. Mm-hmm. I never really mm-hmm. see them complaining about. It. I could think of one off the top of my head that complains about everything in this industry. <laughs> Constantly, all the time, but we'll leave that there. Okay, we'll leave this, that there. This, listen, this just proves that feature entertainers' professional behavior is a little more solid than DJ professional. Yeah, oh, not always. Not always. A, a lot of the time. Not though, always. A lot. Of, they smile at each other's face every once in a while. Okay. You see that. But we don't. I've seen some vicious shit from the features. Oh, where I know. I've DJs, seen yelling and screaming. And DJs can shit. actually be put in their place pretty quickly by other yeah. DJs. Right. And I, and I would understand it more with the features only because... You know they're they're doing these events and going to the expo and the awards and it's all to to try to to uh, get bookings more bookings you know what I mean they want to yeah. work right with the DJs it's just about getting that little trophy and saying I am the best DJ in the country big dick energy <laughs> well, well that's that's why I love the pre nom process because the final nominations it's a list and you get it's a, a little more legit that's it yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah. the pre noms you actually get a chance to say what you're feeling yeah. Like I nom- I nominated Dylan Boyd for DJ of the Year. He good. Dylan's great. That boy good. Dylan's great. Um, Rick's Cabaret, Fort Worth, and um, I've been mentoring this kid for years now, and I think he's ready. And it's nice to be able to not only just nominate somebody, but be able to give them a, a proper write up and yeah. say why I yeah. feel this oh, yeah. way. Totally. And I'm very honest about those. If I nominate you, there's a, I'm not just nominating you because you work for Rick's. I'm not just nominating you because you're a friend of mine. Great beard. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I have lots of friends. Dylan who does are, have a great beard. Though. He does have a great beard. I have lots of friends who are not very good at their jobs. Right. And I would never nominate them in a million years because, <laughs> because yeah. I don't want to put my reputation on the line. But I, I feel like if you're going to nominate somebody, it should be meaningful and it should it should mean something. You know, I'm here. I can hear you say this. <laughs> <laughs> I've nominated you in the past, Gonzo. Shh, I don't. Want, I have I don't nominated want you in the past. But but I not only did I put up a pre-nomination for Dylan, but I actually also went on to uh, social media and from there. In one of our forums, I let people know I'm endorsing this person and I want our entire company to get on board. You know what I mean? Because I think that's what the award season should be all about. It should be senior members like us that have been in the the community for a very long time, recognizing those who are working just as hard to aspire some of the achievements that we've had. Yeah, absolutely. You know know what happened the minute you put that out there that you endorsed him, right? Oh, great. Dylan's going to win. Well, yeah, because everybody thinks it's it's over because I'm associated. I I fix everything. Which could not be further from the truth, which is hilarious. I wish I can record conversations with Dave Manick and Don Waite. They're like, yeah, go fuck yourself, Platt. That's not happening. You know, because, you know, I, I tried I I'm there for creative entertainment sense. My title is director of entertainment for my company. Yeah. So 
it's not director of analytical progressions yeah. of, of voting. You're not the uh, I, I, ED Academy. Yeah, I don't I don't have the authority to go in there and it's say like, this switch this win. or switch that. Yeah. And I could tell you firsthand because I know the process and I know how it works. They have never fixed anything to my knowledge because they don't have the ability to do so because of the way the votes are laid out. Right. However, there have been scams that certain features in the past who aren't features anymore that um, that did these things like get bots or, or, or yeah. votes in in a un, you know unscrupulous a, manner. Yes, yeah, fake emails. Or something and they like have that. found those people out, and then they had to take them out of there. I know that for a fact. But nobody's ever said, oh, because such and such is giving us money for a sponsorship, they're automatically going to win. No, that club got the votes. And I can tell you that firsthand. And, and tons of clubs and tons of people from clubs that are not sponsors. Think about the think about the clubs that won Club of the Year the last five years, yeah. right? Yeah. Every one of them have huge, huge followings. Right. Okay. Tootsie's. Yeah. Tootsie's, Tootsie's has like five hundred employees. Yeah. Okay. Rose. Eleven won this past year. Eleven has a, a shit ton of employees, and they have a huge reach and a huge, huge. marketing department that that knows people in Miami. Yeah. Okay. Scarlet's same thing. Yeah. Monroe's same thing. These are all clubs that have committed personalities that are are. are you know what I love about Monroe's is when it's Expo time, they roll out to oh, that yeah. Expo deep. Like yes. they come with the whole posse, man. Yeah. Like they are not fucking. And around. that's the way. To do it, yeah, that's yeah. how on every private, club should do it on that a way. private jet. Oh yeah, and there's no reason not to do that again this year. We have a great venue. We have a, a there's there's a great theme this year. Um, the the educational platform that Don put to, Don Wait listened to complaints last year. I I know this because I literally at one point put a club owner in a room with him and locked the door. And go listen to him. I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, and Don sat there and listened. And this year he made some adjustments that flabbergasted me because I understand the time, money, and effort that Don, Dave, Chris, Caroline, and and, and, and Teresa, and everyone in that office puts forward. And it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of time, and it's a lot of figuring things out and planning. And for Don to sit there and listen to these complaints and then go, you know what, you're right. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, like the educational platform we're doing this year for the panels, it's a certification course just to let people know that this is the information we're giving you. Um, you know, your employees are going to learn something and go back and make your clubs better. And, and, and we're stamping it by getting the industry's top professionals to teach these courses. This is a complaint that Don got. You know, one of the things was about credit card transactions. You know, a lot of club owners, general managers, and people that run do not understand um, some of the things that go into the credit cards in your club, yeah. meaning chargebacks right. specifically. Yeah. Chargebacks have become a huge, oh, huge yeah. liability to our industry. Oh, yeah. So the club, I had a club owner that had this concern and brought it to Don's attention last year at Expo, just in passing. And Don sat there, gave, gave the guy his five minutes worth, listened to what he had to say. And then when... The smoke is after Expo's over. We don't talk Expo for like a month. Everybody just leaves each other alone, and then we reset. When we reset, Don was taking those those things that were said, and boom, we're gonna do yeah. this, this, and this. Implementing the uh, the change for sure, dude. I mean, like like we were saying earlier, the industry the way it's is, be. is evolving. It is, and and everything involved in the industry's got to. And it's not perfect. It, it's know? never going to be perfect, and and there are going to be people who criticize us. 
every single day of the year, no matter what, because that's their nature. Yeah. That's just the way it is, Gonzo. Yeah, that's, that's all I have for for critics. But that's the way, but, but you need the critics because you can't have the good people without the bad people. Yeah, right? you know, you just can't. Yeah, it's true. It's it it's is true. true. Yeah. It's the masses, and you need yeah. the masses in order to have a function like that. Sure. You, and you need the trolls on social media to put us down <laughs> yeah. and all this shit that, that used to really affect me until I kind of matured a little bit and realized, oh, I, I guess there is a place. Yeah, because you're in a place in your life and in your career where that kind of shit is just not you know you don't you don't really oh, put any, even you don't me. even put any energy into no, it not anymore you know? but, no, not but anymore. it used to make me mental uh, yeah. bro yeah. mental like yeah. i would freaking lose sleep over it i would like want to put my head through brick walls right like i was cuz i'm so passionate about this industry and about my job and, and and what i have to do i took it but it's not about me right and exactly. once you learn that yep. and you understand it's about the other hardworking people and putting them over and coming up with ideas to make it better and better and better so more people benefit so the industry grows, the industry becomes better as a result of this, and then we all win, including me. Exactly. So if you're really going to be that selfish person that's about me, me, me all the time, you have to think a little bit more globally right. like that to make the changes necessary to really be impactful for your life. Yeah. Uh, but Gonzo from Gonzo Radio, what's your web address? It's Well, it's actually you want to go to YouTube and search Gonzo Radio. Easy, easy peasy. And it's the Gonzo Radio Show, the Gonzo Radio Sports Desk, and the Sunday Sesh, which guess what that's about when it starts at 4.20 p.m.? Mm, professional is it a, is it DJs? A, uh, is it a church show? Is it like is a, it's, not, it's not religious. It's not religious? <laughs> it's not Sunday school? But 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 it does it does involve a sacrament. All right. Oh, a I spiritual experience. Gonzo likes so have the to ganja. And it's, ah, and ganja it's radio. With, ganja and, radio. And it's hosted by Mike Sintron, whom you know, yes. a stand-up comic. Very funny guy. He's hilarious. Very, so very there, funny. That's, that's what we have right now. Along with other things that are Notice we've up. invited Gonzo to our show, but he's never invited us to his. I just <laughs> want to you just out. got started again. I'm just saying, yeah. and you're already here. Fine, you've, I'll have you've you been on. going for like a year since you know with all these things, and I don't. Have you, you been invited? Try, I haven't been invited. We're trying to get on that Gonzo train. Did Bobby get invited? Did you, you invite Bobby? Right? Yes, of course. I always invite Bobby. More, Bobby has an open. Invitation. Bobby's more talented than us, Josh. You, you heard it here first. Yes, well, Josh good. Fiore. Any last words? Yes. Well, I just want to wish everybody luck at the EDIs. Uh, those girls work really hard. Uh, good luck to all those contestants and to Bobby, of course, as host. <laughs> that was very convincing. Fuck. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, let's go eat. Let's go eat. That's it. That's the end of our show. And uh, we'll be back next time with some more goodies for the good people. See you next time. Have a week. Planet is back. Ground oh. control. We have landed on the planet. It's been a long time. We should have never, never dreamed. But we standing on the front line. Prime for the sequel. Part two will rock you. The voice of the people. We had to take it back. Shake it up and rearrange it. The industry's evolving. Now we rolling with the changes. Black Bobby Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary. Got to take over the planet. Make some noise if you hear me.